and welcome to another episode of the 2.1 cast. I'm your host, Neil Murray. I'm joined, as usual, by Stefan Bienkowski and James Kearney. How are we doing? Sweaty. Sweaty, yeah. We've cracked a window, the shorts are out. I've just guzzled a bottle of Citrus Punch Oasis. Yeah. So I'm feeling quite refreshed now. And actually. some quavers. And some quavers. Yeah, we're just having a debate there how actual, I think, quavers and what, so it's just... A man, a man who's t- uh, tired of quavers is tired of life, in my opinion. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's the smell, it's the, the the fingers. It's just it's not great. Sometimes you have to you have to get your fingers dirty if you want to enjoy yourself. Fingers cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. Is that a model you live by? Well, he's got this far. I'm a keen so. gardener. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and James, how are you? Hopefully not as filthy as Stefan. No, not quite. Um, yeah. As the yeah, eye just. Sweaty, it's very hot. Are you sober this week? Yeah, sadly. <laughs> ah, that 25 day streak has come to an end. <laughs> oh, what a streak. Yeah, <laughs> what a hangover. I thought you would have been pissed after the thistle result of the weekend. No, I was stuck in work. Um, it's always a pain, isn't yeah. it? Although, actually, having said that, on, on Easter Sunday, I was round at my girlfriend's parents, and uh, my girlfriend's dad was just plying me with like whiskey all day. So. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Happy Easter. Yeah, it was a very merry Easter. Oh, you don't really say that. Merry Easter, Easter is that I thing. I was stuck in work watching Hibs Celtic on Easter Sunday, so... Yeah, which we'll talk about more. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> I think before we need to kind of address uh, Billy McNeil before we go on, I think it'll be a bit further. We're recording this today that the news kind of broke that sadly Billy McNeil's passed. Obviously a giant of the Scottish game, the first British man to lift the European Cup. I think you said, Stefan, uh, that picture of him actually lifting the Cup, it's... Arguably, well, as I was going to say, arguably, it's probably not even an argument. The most iconic image in Scottish football, potentially. Um, just a, a very sad day. Maybe one that is not wholly unexpected, but very sad nonetheless. And obviously, you see the outpouring of grief from all over the football world. It shows you how much of a legacy he, he leaves and how important a player he was for not just Celtic, but maybe Scottish football in general. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't have put it better myself. There we go. Well, we'll move on to... Well, we're still with Celtic, actually, but... Uh, we're going to look at Neil Lennon. So obviously, more drop points of the weekend uh, against a very good Hibs side, it should be said. But I think we're going to we're going to focus on Neil Lennon this week because obviously there's only a few games left this season. Um, his future's a bit up in the air. Um, we're going to talk about whether has he done enough to be the next Celtic manager. It seems to be one that still divides fans uh, from when he was announced as caretaker manager up until now. So. I guess maybe just we'll we'll start by talking about how do you think he's he's done so far. Well, it's an interesting one because, I mean, he's got he's obviously he's going to win the league. Right? That's just almost a mathematical certainty. I'd be very surprised if he didn't win the cup. And I, I think Hearts are absolute mints at the moment. Um, and yet at the same time, I still think there's a general feeling that he's underwhelmed. I mean, there's been the, obviously the home draws against like Livingston and Aberdeen. Um, both in goalless and but I mean there's been a lot of games as well where Celtic have found really really late goals in order to win it you know um, and just generally they've toiled I think the only there's only really been two games I think he's been in charge for nine I think there's only been two games where you can say Celtic were comfortable and that would be uh, the 3-0 win over Aberdeen in the cup semi and the 2-0 win against St Mirren uh, in Paisley I know they beat Hibs 2-0 as well in the cup but I don't think they looked particularly great that day, and I think they sort of got out of jail free because you know Brown and Forrest both scored brilliant individual goals. You can't rely on that every week, um, and you know that seems to be the real problem. I think with Lions Celtic at the moment, going forward they do really struggle, and I mean to his credit, the defence is brilliant. I mean they almost you know it was it like 
Two, uh, two goals they've conceded in nine. Yeah, two goals they've conceded in nine <coughs> games. I mean, that's <coughs> obviously absolutely brilliant. And there's you know very little you can argue with that. But I say it's at the other end where there's a lot of real problems. I mean, even in games like you know against Hearts in this first game, they were playing against ten men for the entire second half, and th- even then it was still they scraped a win right at the end against Rangers. They were playing against ten men for the majority of the game. Again, it was late, and they just about got over the line. Under Rodgers, it's hard to see Celtic scraping their way through these games. Mm-hmm. I think under Rodgers, they'd have, you know, been absolutely coasting. Whereas under Lennon, they've really been huffing and puffing. I, mean, I think they will get over the finish line, and I think they probably will get the treble treble. But I think the weird thing is that even if Lennon... Like, Lennon could very conceivably win the treble treble without having ever even been behind never been losing at any point of a game and yet that still might not be enough to get in the job mm-hmm. I think I, I think that's more down to what Celtic fans' expectation is as opposed to how Lennon's actually performed because yeah, it's, like, a, yeah it's, it's almost like a paradox isn't it um, he's largely done fine or arguably you know good it's just that um, a lot of things aren't really playing his fat in his, in his favour I think Ultimately, I think he's going to end up being a victim of circumstance more than anything else, to be honest with you. Um, before we started, I had a look at Celtic's record at this, se- this point in the season last year. Because I, I do have a feeling that although Lennon is ultimately responsible for the team play, I do feel as though Celtic are basically just downing tools. You look at the league games, the league's won, and it just there just doesn't seem to be that same sort of impetus. Um, I think he's been undone by injuries as well to an extent. Tierney has been injured, he's in and out of games, uh, even when he's technically back fit, uh, he's missing at certain games and he hasn't really looked like himself in my no, opinion for most been. part of the season and he's also had to contend with Cal McGregor and Ryan Christie, I think both have missed three or four games each since Lennon's been in and the two of them have been the real engines of the Celtic team, Scott Brown has now came back mostly through injury and I think as listeners know I Put a, lot, put a lot of Celtics drop off in performances this season down to when Scott Brown is back in his team because he slows things down anyway um, I think there's an interesting stat here that we have to really bear in mind and it does kind of maybe put into context the way Celtic are playing right now um, last season uh, so I took a look at when Lennon obviously took over this season I compared it to Celtic's form going forward from that date last year mm-hmm. and from going onwards from that point onwards to the end of the last season Rodgers' Celtic picked up 2.07 points per game. Right now, Lennon's team are averaging 2.3 points per game. So, okay. what, what that basically says is that as kind of crappy as Celtic look under Lennon, and I know people complain about draws here and drop points there, they're actually picking up more points per game than Brendan Rodgers' team was so at this point. 2.07 compared to 2.3. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's not a huge difference, mm-hmm. but it, it suggests that, you know, um, Maybe it's not actually Lennon coming in that's made the team drop off. Maybe it's just a, almost like a seasonal thing that Celtic have basically got the job done. And in fact, the only games they've actually released in Celtic up their game was in the cup games when there's still something to play for to an extent. Obviously, the Aberdeen semi-final stands yeah. out. The other thing as well is I took a look at the XG goals, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the thing that really stood out to me was that Celtic's average expected goals, so how many goals they should be scoring per game uh, under Lennon has gone up. It's up on... Uh, Rodgers' side's average last season and it's actually spot on with Celtic's wider average over the course of this season um, the XG against so the amount of chances they can see to other teams uh, was 0.86 under Rodgers last season under Lennon it's down to 0.54 That's quite a big so there, yeah. maybe 30% down uh, and it's also lower than Celtic's overall average this season 
Uh, and their goals against, as James pointed out, mm-hmm. has dropped from 0.9 last season. So almost one per game, surprisingly, under Rogers, uh, It's dropped into 0.22. So see, in terms of the XG4 then, does that mean they're creating chances, they're, maybe, they're just not taking them, or they're creating more chances, but just... Yeah, well, yeah. That's a, yeah for, well, that the interesting thing is the only thing that's dropped in Lennon is the actual goals of scoring. Mm-hmm. So last season, their XG was 1.76, but they were scoring 2.05. Yes. So they're actually, they're, they're actually doing much better in creating chances. Their average this season on the whole is 1.9 XG, but 1.96 goals. Right. So it's in level. But the problem is that under Lennon, their XG is 1.9, but their goals are 1.33. Yeah, okay. So they're basically, if this, if it's even possible to kind of visualise this, they're failing to score at least half a goal a game that they should be scoring. Um, so and that I think, half chance that maybe falls to an Edouard or yeah. something like it's not going that way when it maybe would have under. Yeah, and I think that's really the crux of the problem here. And I think the main issue that Celtic fans have and the reason they're dropping points maybe and they look so average is the fact that they're just simply not scoring the same amount of goals that Rogers cited, even though they might actually be creating as many chances. Um, and maybe we can be a bit more forensic as to why that might be the case. But um, you know, watching the head Celtic game uh, on Sunday there, I actually thought that game did a really good job of kind of summing up Celtic underlining because I didn't think Celtic were particularly good. I didn't think they were particularly bad. But if not for some like two or three outstanding saves from Marciano, I think they probably should have scored two goals. Yeah. Hibbs could have had a couple even in the opening like for no, you're minutes, right. you know. No, you're absolutely right, you're absolutely right. And maybe a draw would have ultimately been the result either way, but just in terms of the goal scoring, I felt like that really just seems to sum them up. They they, they just aren't seeming to get in the rub of the green at the moment, or I thought Edward was very poor, but you know, and I saw I was listening to the commentary and a few of the commentators were saying he doesn't look as as, as uh, fresh. I think it might actually be a tactical thing. I think Lennon's decided to bring Johnny Hayes in, who's far more direct. You know, he gets mm. to the line, cross it in. I think Edward actually works much better when he, ha- he works off inside forwards, who, you know, cut inside and play yeah. off and play yeah. it to his feet. I think he's far more comfortable with that than basically trying to get into the end of crosses at the back post and things mm. like that. So that might be a bigger problem. If, mm. if Lennon doesn't really know how to get the best out of Celtic's arguably most important player because he costs so much money, that might be a huge problem mm. going forward. Well, before we even take a closer look at that it's just I'm going to just look at our Twitter poll to see if you're in touch with the people so um, <laughs> <laughs> well one of you has got to be surely or maybe not actually so I'm a, let's just meet, let me paraphrase here James you are kind of he doesn't deserve the job is that, can I, is that a fair conclusion to say yeah is deserve, I feel, is, I feel is deserve, a bit harsh saying is, that but is deserve strong maybe like he, I don't think he'll get the job yeah, that way. and you say he, he, if he did get it it'd be fair enough yeah. Okay. So I'm like I'm lukewarm. I'm like six out of ten. So I think he's most. He's are quite like the people there. I hate <laughs> yeah. To admit it, yeah. So essentially, we put a poll out saying, did we think that? Uh, how well do we think he was doing? So, seven uh, percent said very well. So uh, yeah. Twenty eight percent said poorly, and sixty five percent said meh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So is that quite accurate? Do you think? I think so. Yeah. yeah I think we're like on slightly opposite sides of the meh fence. Yeah. But we're both. Pretty meh. Yeah, honest, so someone's yeah. like a kind of Corbinite and one's a Blairite. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think we're both centrists, actually. Yeah. We're, the, we're, we're actually the, we're the, what you call the independent group. That's what we oh are. Right? Change, <laughs> change, okay. change oh, I was going to say about wine because we definitely are one. <laughs> um, brilliant. Okay, well then, I suppose then I'm at the point where can he do anything else at this stage? So see if he wins all his remaining games, even if he did them convincingly and won the cup, is that enough? Or is, it, is the ship kind of sailed? If, if he does it convincingly, I think that's enough to guarantee the job. But I think, you know, Rodgers' main legacy 
at Celtic is that he's now left a support that demands they demand to win pretty much every game. You know, they, they want total domestic domination. They want to do it by playing really progressive, entertaining football. Mm-hmm. Right now, Lennon is sort of doing the dominating thing. He's you know, sort of being okay. Like they're winning, they're, they're top of the league, they're going to be fine. But it's not entertaining, and that's not enough anymore. Just winning isn't enough at Celtic. I think that's the Rodgers' real legacy. Is that because they they had it all, you know, for so long? Oh yeah. Now they're in a point where you know certain expectations have been set, yeah. and I don't think Lennon can fulfil those expectations, and that's why I don't think he's going to get a job. But having said that, if they won each game you know, between now and the end of season three, four, no, you know five, one, whatever, maybe at that point, then yeah, if, if Lennon can show that he can have these big, you know, huge results, you know, mm-hmm. comprehensive wins, playing nice football, that's enough to get the fans on side. But it doesn't look like he's going to do that. He's, he's not really given any indication that he's going to do that. This is somebody who's such a favourite with Celtic fans as well. He's like that. I mean, I, I do hate the whole Rangers man, Celtic man, Scotland man. But mm-hmm. he is a Celtic man, and people would say he kind of stepped in at the last moment, obviously very willingly, uh, and it's short notice for Rodgers leaving. But I, I think if a fan, if somebody's such a fan favourite, if he's not in favour right now, I, I kind of agree. I just can't really see how it's going to change. And I think it's that thing where like Celtic fans perhaps have been spoiled because they had someone like Rodgers for. We maybe criticised him in Europe because he never changed his style, mm. but it was so effective domestically. They had that invincible season, and even last season when they dropped off a bit in comparison, they were still so dominant domestically, whether that was in cups or in the mm. league. And teams didn't have a look in, and that included Rangers a lot of the time as well. And mm. um, that w- w- that just would never have happened. If, and actually, I, I've just kind of thought of this now, but if you take it as like a microcosm, that Rangers game this season when they won two one uh, after mm-hmm. uh, Alfred Morelos was sent off, if you compare that to when Marty was in charge and Celtic went down to 10 men and instead there was tactical changes and then they absolutely steamrolled Rangers after that mm. and won 3-2 when they had no right to but that was purely because not only could they play that good football under Rodgers he was such a good tactician that he could turn that into his advantage and he just had the beating of any team domestically it seemed Yeah, there's no doubt that Rodgers is more of a tactician uh, he comes across as a far more well to be unfortunately blunt far more intelligent in terms of you know as a manager uh, and you know when he arrived at Celtic it was like a papal visit or something the way that fans <laughs> were just you know it really showed that Celtic were showing some intent as to the board were showing some intent as to making sure that they kept their spot in Scottish football and I do think ultimately that might be the thing that plays against Lennon it's almost like this has got this is, I think we're almost beyond the point of talking about the actual football because Blair Newman, who's right for the website, does stuff for the Herald and stuff, very good football writer. Mm-hmm. He actually put together a thread on Twitter and he compared, you know, Lennon's points per game over his four seasons in charge compared to Rogers's. There's about point zero two in it between the two of them. You know, uh, Rogers had a slightly better goals per game, two point three six compared to mm-hmm. Lennon's two point three four. Their defensive records were similar. Lennon had a much better record in Europe. So on paper, Lennon's reign in charge of Celtic was arguably just as good as Rogers, if not more if you want to maybe prioritise um, yeah. Europe and I know we've talked about Celtic managers in the yeah, past yeah. we won't go down that road point of making is though if you look at it on paper there's very little between these two sides and I think there's very little to suggest Lennon wouldn't be good for the job not only just based on what he's done in the past but also arguably what I think he's done so far this season maybe if he does go on and thump hearts and win the Scottish Cup blah 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 My what I really think is going to happen is that it's going to basically pay out as a massive PR campaign I think the Celtic board will probably be aware of the fact that a lot of Celtic fans are concerned that taking Lennon back on board would be perceived as going backwards rather than going forwards. 
Um, although Celtic fans may want to admit it, they're probably quite concerned at the kind of harmony that seems to be at Rangers this season to a large extent. Fans seem very content with Steven Gerrard. Uh, there seems to be those if they're building a squad somewhat. I mean, maybe they're not technically much better in the league this season, but by and large, Rangers fans are quite happy with the way Roy Gerrard's came in the first season. You'd expect him to probably be probably better next season. So that means Celtic have to then do something to keep Rangers again at arm's length. Mm. And I think that ultimately may be what plays against Lennon. The fact is they, the fans will be craving a, a marquee sign in the states, Celtic's spot at the top of Scottish football the same way that Brendan Rodgers did. Mm-hmm. Um, and Neil Lennon's not that. Neil Lennon's a boring, pragmatic, probably quite efficient signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back based on his stats of his tenure and what's done this season, he would probably do quite well in Europe. He probably would win them the next two league seasons. The titles is all they want. Um, and he'd probably get their transfer. Celtic would probably be able to like lower that wage budget, mm-hmm. get back to the bringing in players the way they wanted to, the way the fans liked it. Yeah, the one Yama Van Dykes. He would probably mm. take all the boxes and much more, but ultimately, the fans would think, this is Celtic, this is the Celtic board, scraping the barrel, they're doing their best to pinch pennies uh, where they can, and there'll be concerns that Rangers will be able to catch them under that. I think it's moved on in terms of the club. Brendan Rodgers has kind of seen a shift where they now think they need that marquee manager, whereas before... If it, so, for example, if Dyla had been replaced by a similar Dyla or Lennon level mm. coach, right? We wouldn't have this issue. They'd probably be happy to have Lennon back. But there's been that seismic shift because even before Rogers achieved everything he achieved at Parkhead, it was still a huge coup to get somebody who had finished second in the Premier League to come up here um, for any club. Um, <coughs> so, do you think it, it's as you say, it might be a circumstance thing where now Celtic? It's got to stop at some point. But at this stage, they are not going to settle for that. They they need to see. Some people still think the Lawwell is the one that drove Rodgers out, so they'll be thinking you need to really make this up to us, and that we can't, like you're saying, Stefan, there can't be any risk of us not getting ten in a row or winning the treble treble this season. Is that is that basically what it comes to? The clubs evolved, and there's this overshadowing thing that is ten in a row. I think, yeah, I think the ten in a row is a kind of point of obsession <coughs> now, you know, um, and you know, you know, perhaps understandably so. I'm sure if I was a Celtic fan, I would be very excited about the prospect of it, but. I don't think that, in terms of who the next manager is going to be, I don't think they'll ever get a name as big as Rodgers. I think that was a bit of a one-off, to be honest. Um, I think Rodgers is an excellent manager, he did a very good job. Um, and obviously, yeah, he's enhanced his, re- his reputation, he's moved on. Um, I don't think that Celtic can realistically expect to get a manager of that calibre in again. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a step down. I don't think Rodgers has especially transformed the club itself. I mean, I think there's maybe an argument to be said that, okay, domestically, obviously, he's done incredibly, but comp- you know, in Europe, they've really struggled, and there's an argument to say that over the last five years, Celtic in general have maybe regressed a bit, I think. you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that they can expect to get a huge name in that's going to all of a sudden revolutionise the club and attract high-profile players and all that sort of thing. I think it's going to be someone, if not Lennon, someone of that level, maybe someone like you know, a, a foreign coach or something like that who's just there to, as I say, I, I think the most important thing is obviously to win, I mean, that goes, sort of goes without saying, but then also just to play entertaining football, I think that's mm-hmm. going to be really high up the priorities list of the Celtic board because they know that the supporters, like, you know, they, they absolutely expect that and they won't settle for no. anything less whatsoever. Because yeah. I wasn't going to try and ask that question about who, who comes in because then you could kind of ruminate all day about it. But, yeah. but, is there anybody in the top, off the top of your head who would be a step up from Lennon? Because I can't think, realistically, 
who can do a better job. I mean, and, and, and mm. all the points we said about the kind of negatives and how they struggled, this is also something that can come in. It's not his team. Um, they've definitely played harder teams than Rodgers played at the turn of the year because I don't really take that as an argument. I think at the turn of the year, Celtic looked awesome, like really, really back to their best mm. under Rodgers, but they were playing poorer sides. Yeah, and Lennon, Lennon's nine games, five of them against the top six. Yeah, guys. yeah. yeah. And even Rangers, I think, are probably more confident, maybe arguably not as confident as they were at Christmas when they beat Celtic but they're still a team that I don't know compared to, to last season against mm. Rodgers or earlier in the season I, I don't know I just but, but the point stands or the question stands who who could actually I don't know I just don't really know there's nobody that springs to mind for me that mm. would make, be, be a big enough name for Celtic fans I think Alex Cleason's looking for a job I think <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I think I think that's also a really good point though um Fans are demanding a big name, but there's there's no one that really stands out right now. I mean, I know Lennon's technically in the job, so you know we can't be blind. I mean, I know the newspapers and media will still obviously speculate and make their suggestions based on who they've spoken and things, but it's not as if there are a list of candidates who have suggested their interest in the job. In fact, it's quite the opposite. There's been a few names who have been linked to the job but have gone on to pick up other jobs, like Marco Rose at Gladbach, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was it Roberto Martinez ruled himself out of the job perhaps yeah, that was never going to happen well of course it wasn't so, like, like, go, and this is no disrespect to our game ourselves but Belgium it's like they're what, the number one rankings at the moment they're one of the best teams in international yeah, football you probably, you probably, you a very special yeah, generation and you've also, yeah you've also probably got that team you're like well this is a great team of players to work with yeah. and it's not the kind of dead end international job where you're going to struggle to get club management after yeah. it do you mean it's just I don't know. Yeah, and as James alluded to there, a lot's changed in the five years or so, or whenever since Len, uh, six, three years I think since Rogers came in. I'm trying to think of like the modern day comparison of Rogers at Liverpool, and it's probably someone like Pochettino at Tottenham, maybe, or an Unai Emery at Arsenal. You know, mm, yeah. you know, a hopeful top four coach. I mean, there's absolutely no way that Pochettino could get sacked from Tottenham this summer, and Celtic could swoop in and pick him up. Yeah. You know, it's just it. Things have moved on from there, and James quite rightly says they're not going to be able to bring in someone like Rogers. And um, you know, maybe they can get someone like Wagner in, or you know, a coach like that, perhaps. But I find it quite intriguing that there hasn't been anything concrete that's really came out about the job right now. Um, maybe the board, are, I think the board perhaps maybe just sitting waiting and seeing what happens in the season, and maybe just deciding, really trying to gauge public support at that point to then either pick Lennon or move on from him. But you know. If they do that and then they decide to move on to a new manager, you could then point out like, well, why did they wait so long? You know, yeah. Celtic are Celtic aren't going to be picking up a new manager until what, like two weeks into June or something. That's yeah. going to be a huge disruption going forward. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, I feel like you only have to go back to a season or two before Rogers came in, and you've got you know Ronnie Dial at Celtic, Celtic Park's almost half empty. I know a lot of that was obviously due to the fact the Rangers weren't in division for a large part, but it doesn't take a huge amount for for support within the Celtic fan base to, sh just to shift quite a lot mm -hmm. um, and I think they would be quite vocal um, but I don't know I, I, like I said I think on paper Lennon looks like a decent mm -hmm. signing I think he'd bring everything they need uh, to the club but if they want this marquee manager I really don't know where he's going to come from Bielsa? Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly don't even know if they could convince to take Bielsa for lead maybe but you know what there's, you know, there's, there are good coaches in the lower divisions but even then, um, if, 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 if it's if it's like an exciting coach from the championship that they pick up, is that is that more enticing than Neil Lennon? I think that it's just it's a needless gamble. Well, that's what I mean, it? Yeah, it, yeah, that's I, it, exactly. I think what we're all sort of, it doesn't pay off. Yeah, I think we're all sort of agreed that if Lennon stays in charge, like he'll probably win the league next season. Um, you know, 
season after that sort of depends on how Rangers do the next season but you know he could very conceivably get the, the 10 in a row whereas bringing in someone else like you know, just, he, would, he would do it but he wouldn't you know, excite the fans whereas he could gamble on someone else who might very well excite the fans but he also might chuck it away and then all yep. of a sudden the board are vilified you know, and like, they'll never be forgiven for it yep. so it's a, it's, a, it's a really strange one yeah, like, Lennon he's good enough he's good enough to achieve the objectives that the Celtic supporters clearly want but at the same time, that's not enough, and it's, it's this really weird sort of balancing act. Because it's, it's, it's like having your cake and eating it. Because in Europe, <laughs> I'm also convinced they do better in Europe than Rogers. Yeah, I'm utterly convinced of that. There. The evidence is there. Like, the I like how over the course of this episode, you've now convinced yourself. Let <laughs> Lennon should get the job. <laughs> like, I think he's fine. I think I, I don't particularly enjoy the. I've not really enjoyed watching Celtic, especially since he's taken over. I've seen a few games. They've never particularly impressed me but you know if I, do I think he's good enough to like win them all these league titles and cups and all that and do better in Europe yeah yeah I think, I think your thing was more he's probably not going to get it no yeah I just I don't but I don't think that's enough yeah, for Celtic yeah, and like uh-huh. I can sort of understand that from a Celtic fan's perspective but at the same time I'm sort of like oh that's just so it's having your cake and eating it it's just, yeah. like, it's just too much it's but it's like, also the other thing it's like why don't you just Get, get Lennon you've got a good chance of getting 10 in a row then you can go mental and bring in like well, whoever you want that's ultimately the thing though isn't yeah. it if, if Celtic weren't trying to get 10 in a row if they weren't trying to keep Rangers at arm's length they could experiment mm-hmm, but exactly. the simple fact is the situation they're in now which is by their own construction to a large extent you know obviously it's a nice problem to have that you're going for 10 league titles in a row oh, but it's, it's like such a nice problem to have champagne <laughs> problems obviously I know but like but this but this is the situation this is probably the, the conundrum the board have right now they would probably quite happily settle with Lennon because they know even using the word settle for Lennon's not even yeah. fair on the guy but like they would probably look at it and say he did a great job last time sure when he left there was some grumbles and fights and he moved on but um, he seems to have done a decent enough job they're probably happy enough with him pushing on and getting treble treble but the, the issue is now that because Celtic have had such a stranglehold over Scottish football for so long the expectations are so impossibly high it's almost like Scottish versions of uh, the Scottish version of like Real Madrid or something like, like that. Like a Man United after Ferguson. Well, well, maybe. I mean, God, well, my United fans would probably just put up with someone who can get them in the top four right now. But Real Madrid, <laughs> Real, Real Madrid would never settle for a boring, pragmatic manager because they always have to do everything in Galactico style. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, maybe even Bayern Munich are maybe a good example too. They brought in Nico Kovac yeah. this season, who is arguably the less popular, more pragmatic coach, but because they're a club who are set on this way of always winning everything so emphatically the fans aren't ever entirely satisfied with them yeah he, he could easily win the league and get sacked this season yeah like easily and now there is that who was it that happened at Real Madrid as well who was it um, Roy Hodgson there's someone well Mourinho surely did he get sacked at Real Madrid think? not the season he won the league but there's a year someone won the league and then got the sack he might have even got the double Benitez he might have even won no it was before that was it Sir? I don't uh, know Vanderlei Luxembourg or oh the Brazilian coach I, I think he won the league and the cup and got the sack which is you know <laughs> wow Ronaldo didn't probably like him or something like that but, that, uh, but that's and then James made put it perfectly earlier on he said Lennon could go on and win the treble without ever actually going behind at any point and still not be good enough for the job. Yeah, it's just mad. Like, but it just depends what what are Celtic's priorities. Do they want to play attractive, exciting football, and you know try and develop players, and you know really try and you know create like stick to their own sort of footballing identity, 
or do they want the 10 in a row? Because hmm. right now, with Lennon, it sort of seems like you've got a choice of one or the other, whereas yeah. if you bring in someone else, there's no guarantee of either of those things. Another, I know we keep going on here, but another point that's probably worth making is that some of the names that have been mentioned, Michael Neal and Steve Clark, would be even more down the Neil Lennon yeah, side of yeah. things. No, Steve Clark Tell makes no sense. No, yeah. particularly Michael O'Neill as well. I mean, I yeah. just feel like at least Steve Clark's got Scottish membership experience, but I know he's not the be all and end all, but you'd maybe argue oh, it's slightly less of a risk. But going from Kilmarnock to Celtic's huge. And also, he's a, he's a reactive coach. Yeah, like. we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and again, like Lennon, as a, as a neutral, you could be like, wow, that'd make a great signing because he would do so well for them in Europe. But it's something the fans probably wouldn't be entirely convinced by because week in, week out, they'd be grinding out 2 0 wins against St. Baron or whatever, you know, rather than maybe the emphatic wins that Rogers brought with him. But mm. that is the that's, we'll the, that's we'll the Celtic paradox. We'll leave it on a side like a <sighs> I just don't know what I think. Yeah, so that was good. Our, <laughs> our condolences to Celtic as they go on to win their treble. I know. Really, it's really difficult. Must be, it's going to be a really I difficult know. summer in store for you guys. I'm afraid. Yeah. Summer Craig Levine's got his headphones on listening to Snow Patrol. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you can listen to us the usual ways. Audio Boom, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, please leave us a rating. Please tweet us if you've got anything you'd like us to talk about. Uh, we had quite a decent uh, response in our poll this week, so we'll probably do that, try and do it as much as we can going forward. Uh, but yeah, just tell your friends and leave reviews. That'd be, that'd be smashing. Anything to say before we go? Not a huge I always ask you this and there's never really anything. Yeah. Is it? I should probably just stop asking. just ramble for half an hour, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm spent. Yeah, I've okay. used up all my words. Yeah, fair enough. Right, cool. We'll see you next week. I do have something to oh, say. Oh, here we go, cool. Well, we predicted Optimus to be getting sacked on last week's episode. We did, yeah. I mean, I feel you two might have an inside source. I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah. no. No, when you were steaming, to be fair. <laughs> 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 I don't know, it's going to be what I was on about. <laughs> no, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>